Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's a new edition of the Cards Cast. Senior writer Michael McCammon, publisher Jody Demling, both of us from Cardinal Authority, here with our latest edition of, of the Cards Cast. And Jody, it's every time we do one of these, a lot of great things are going on. It could, Football, obviously, stepping into the bowl game. A lot of you know, the recruiting aspect is starting to wind down. And the signing day for in December is approaching. And obviously, Coach Satterfield, Coach of the Year. So let's let's try to tackle all three of those. Let's start with the the, the way the team wrapped up the season and, and now heading to the bowl. Yeah, I mean, a bowl game. Is, look, a bowl game is awesome for uh, for this team, for this program, and, and honestly, for this fan base. I know a lot of people um, – I, I think it's going to be the Music City Bowl, and I think it's going to be against Mississippi State, barring some crazy things. There, there could still be crazy things that happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if somehow, some way, the you know the the college football playoff gets jacked around a little bit, then then obviously the SEC teams are going to get moved around, and and then you know Louisville could get moved around. Plus, there's a lot of open spots out there for bowls that are still they're still maneuvering around. But it sounds like it's going to be the Music City Bowl, and it's going to be Louisville against Mississippi State. We'll do a podcast on Sunday uh, at some point to kind of talk about just the bowl game in itself. But, Michael, for this team and for this fan base, um, there's not many people, uh, if we were talking even two weeks, three weeks into this season, going back to the, you know to that, that game, uh, heck, go back to the game against Western Kentucky down in Nashville. When we walked out of that stadium that night, I'm not sure there were many people that thought, Okay, we're going to a bowl this year, or we might be coming back here for a bowl this year. If you had told somebody that, uh, walking out of that stadium, that you were going to come back in a couple months and play the Music City Bowl, <laughs> they would have probably thought you were crazy. Yeah, I think probably the most positive folks, you know, at that point, if they were thinking bowls, were, were probably thinking, you know, a much smaller bowl at that. Certainly not one returning to the Music City. I mean, you know, and that's a game, an interesting game to point back to because it's one of those. You know, if you looked in the first half, aspirations were probably really high. And then as the second half, they, they dwindled a little bit. But that was certainly, you know, just a couple games into the year where they were still, you know, figuring out exactly who they were. They didn't know exactly who was going to be the starting quarterback yet at this point with with Mikhail still, you know, recovering from his injury and and Evan coming along. And, and obviously what happened with with Puma, you know, but certainly from that point on, you know, they've certainly found an identity that this is. A, you know, and you really have to take your hat off to, to Coach Satterfield and his staff. I mean, they talked. The, you know, this game when they came in, they didn't promise any bowl games. They didn't promise a number of wins. But if you go back and, and you read through the the transcript or watch the, the press conference from when he was introduced, you know, this is a guy that obviously, as we know very well, he talked about changing the culture and then promised that that culture is going to bring a lot of wins. And I think obviously that's happened a little bit sooner than everybody anticipated. But when in talking to Coach Satterfield and talking to, you know, the athletic writer Vince Tyree, you know, people at the top, believe this was a possibility you know just need to, to put the pieces right to, together and now here they are potentially going down to the music city ball i mean it's what a heck of a year and it's not look they're not happy they're not happy or satisfied with seven and five because 
these no, coaches uh-huh. are driven and, and they've got a higher aspect, you know, aspirations than that for this program. And they know what, what can happen here. Um, but I think when you look at the whole grant, when you take take a step back and you look at the whole picture from 300 and, uh, 367 days ago right now until now, Michael, it is a totally it's a, it's a 360, um, oh. you know, and, and th- look. They had a, and I saw a stat the other day. I didn't realize that it was true until uh, uh, until I looked back after I saw it the other day, and I looked back. They had more players in the transfer portal than anybody else in Power Five. Okay, that was not a bad thing because there were some guys <laughs> that they needed to get rid of. There were some guys yeah. that probably weren't great, and I'm not saying that uh, that they got rid of all the guys that I thought that they would because there's a few guys that played this year <laughs> that I thought might move on and it might help the culture of the program. So as we move on into year two, I think that the culture is only going to get better. And when that happens, I think that means that the play on the field and and, and everything in that building also gets better. Now, a lot of people are talking about the defense and about a lot of people talking about this and that. Look, we didn't know who the quarterback was going to be. We didn't know Mikhail Cunningham was going to be. Well, we didn't know Mikhail Cunningham was going to be Mikhail Cunningham until week five. He was Malik yeah. Cunningham until week five. And we yeah. didn't know that he was going to be one of the most efficient passers in the country at all. I, yeah. I was at spring at a spring practice and was talking to someone uh, from the athletic department. We're standing there. And one of the coaches came over and kind of shook his head. and was like, this none of our quarterbacks can throw the ball. Like, like Puma's got good, he's got good strength in this, but it's all over the place. This was late in spring ball and they yeah, really yeah. kind of turned things around. And I think the same can be said with defense that you got to look at when defense, you have to look at the fact that look, a couple guys on this defense that they're, that are playing a lot of snaps are, are guys that were walk-ons guys that, that earn scholarships yeah. Only because they had spots they had to fill and they had a roster that was pretty limited. So Brian Brown's doing what he did with not a lot of talent out there as far as depth is concerned. So you've got to take all this season kind of with a little bit of a grain of salt and know that it's not going to be what it is moving forward. It's going to be better than what it is now. Yeah, and you can you know, rewind the clock to, you know, the start of fall camp and even in the spring camp as well, you know, and the discussions were that just like you were saying the, the lack of depth, but they're always, they were also talking about, you know, the lack of size they have, especially up front and, and all these are, are factors that certainly played into a role. I mean, you could look at every single one of Louisville's games this year and you could tell as the game wears on, this is a team that has some serious depth issues. Guys are getting worn down. It's not that they're not training, right? It's just, you go play 40 minutes, you, know, you stick out there for four quarters, you know, in power five football, see if you don't get a little gas, you know, so that's certainly, you know, an issue, and and I'm a I'm a big Brian Brown fan. You know, he, he has won me over. Um, I'll, I'll admit to that. I mean, I think this is a guy that you look at his resume, what he did last year as the DC at Appalachian State, and I think what you do build that depth and get more size into her. That, that this is going to be a defense. I think Louisville fans are going to be proud of. Certainly, a lot of work to get to that point, but we've seen it. I think using Mikhail Cunningham is a great example of what this coaching staff is capable of. I mean, this is a guy, and not just Mikhail, but all the quarterbacks. Uh, you know, we, we we entered this this season not wondering what's going to happen with this Louisville passing game. This is going to be just be handing it off and letting one of the quarterbacks run as much as they can. But as you mentioned, here we are now at the end of the regular season, waiting for the bowl announcement. And Kale's sitting there as one of the most efficient, you know, quarterbacks in the country. You know, so you really got to tip your hat to to the progress. And you mentioned spring, Jody. And I recall sitting there watching these quarterbacks, and it was kind of like, 
you know, you felt like almost like it was early high school where they were really teaching techniques. You're like, okay, this kid has a good arm, but man, nobody's ever taught this kid how to throw. And that's what it looked like during spring ball. And now, you know, again, you fast forward to now and what an impressive job that staff has done with all of them. Yep. All right. We're going to go recruiting for a minute. Um, uh, We think the, like I said, we think the bowl game, uh, you know, throw this out there too. Brian Brown's has, there's been a little bit of interest in Brian Brown, a little bit of interest in Dwayne Ledford. I had heard some rumblings about Frank Ponce. I've not heard there's been serious interest about him. I wouldn't be shocked at that. I would, if, I mean, heck, if you're a, a, a program out there, you see what he did this year. Uh, yeah. I'd come after. I feel pretty good that we'll, we'll have the same staff coming back next year, at least for year two. I think it'll be next year is when we have to worry about some guys getting plucked away, uh, you know, as as head coaches. You know, what I mean, I, th- I think Dwayne Ledford is eventually is going to be a head coach. He's just got that it factor about him. So we're not really worried about that right now. With recruiting, the 23 guys, by my count, I think they have made official visits with 19 or 20 of the 23, and there's still some more. I know Jordan Watkins is expecting an official visit on Saturday, uh, or a, a, I'm sorry, a in-home visit, visit, not official, yeah. an in-home visit uh, on Saturday from Gunter Brewer. Um, and, and I know uh, Braden Smith told me that Gunter Brewer's coming tonight, so I think they'll hit all 23 this week as far as in-homes. Um, and, you know, Scott Satterfield did four or five of them. The other coaches, they doubled up. Some of them tripled up and, and they got all those guys. They've got five spots left, Michael. And if I had to guess right now, Jacorian Bennett, the junior college cornerback and Greedy Vance, the, cor- the corner from down in New Orleans, will be two of the five that signed with Louisville on December 18th. Just my guess. I do think there will be one other linebacker sign. Uh, Ryan Smith and Mason Cobb are the two high school kids uh, that they're after. Jamori Hay, uh, Hodge and uh, Jake Juan Bur- uh, Burns and Lakevious Daniel are three guys that just decommitted this week. Two of them, uh, one from Ole Miss, one from uh, I can't even remember where Hodge was from Nebraska. now. Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah, two from yeah. Ole Miss and, and one from Nebraska. So. You know, if you can, they've got five linebackers. They want to sign one of those guys. We'll see kind of uh, where that goes. And then, and then you've got Yaya Diaby, Maurice Wren, and Josh Griffiths. Uh, and then you've got Marcus Dumerville and Thomas Schrader, who are the two offensive linemen. So it could work out to where you get the two corners, you sign one of the linebackers, and then you get an offensive lineman and a defensive end. Or you know, it, it's going to go different way. You know, you never know how it's going to go. But I feel pretty good um, that they're going to sign. I would think maybe all but one or two. You know, it depends on this Florida State situation. I think Josh Griffiths is going to be a tough one because they're going to keep – I mean, if they don't keep the interim coach at Florida State, they're crazy. Now, they haven't hired a coach yet, um, and they might be crazy. I don't think they're going to keep their offensive line coach, which would lead me to believe that Louisville might end up getting Thomas Schrader. So there's a lot of, there's a lot on the line with who Florida State hires as far as Louisville recruiting goes. Yeah, there is, you know, and certainly the, the coaching staff has made it, you know, quite visible, notable the, the last few days that they look, they really want to bring in an impact linebacker, be it from a you know a high school ranks or, you know, they call it junior college ranks, an additional linebacker that can come in and play right away. Certainly they feel that there's a need there and they've make it some really strong efforts, you know, to, to find that right guy. As you mentioned, you went down the, the list of guys they've just really reached out to recently, you know, and talking to the cop kid, the kid from Provo, Utah, 
you know, really excited about it. Going to be coming in, coming in for his official visit uh, next week. So, you know, this I really like what the staff is doing. Obviously, they put together a really strong class with the 23 they have now. You look at the, the names that you were rattling off there, Jody, and they've got an opportunity to take this class from, you know, not just being already one of the best in, in program history, but seeing it rise from that current spot at number 31 into potentially the top 25 in the 247 sports ranking. So you really got to tip their hat to, you know, what they've been doing both on and off the field. Yeah, it'll end up being, like I said, it's number five right now, I believe is what I checked this morning. I looked and I believe it was number 31 in the country and number five in the ACC. I think it'll end up Mm -hmm. being number three or four in the ACC and right around 26, 27, you know, 28, something like that. That means that means that's one of the top three recruiting classes in school history. You know, so you've got to really look at it when you look at that. You've got to look at that. You can't think. This is not basketball. This is not where you get, you know, a couple guys and you get a high ranking. That I mean, this is, you know, this is we're talking about a ton of guys and we're talking about a lot of different variables, uh, you know, in the in the rankings. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they finish it out. Um, only one visitor this weekend, Marcus Doomerville. Louisville does have a chance, although it's a long shot, but there is a chance. And he spent a lot of time here in the, in the city of Louisville next weekend. They'll have a bunch of visitors. Um, I know there's a few guys that have already committed that haven't made official visits. Um, you know, Cam Wilson um, is is one. I'm trying to think of some other the commitments that haven't made visits. The guys that haven't will make visits next weekend. And then there will be a few other guys. Uh, like you said, Mason Cobb's coming midweek, but I think Ryan Smith will be here. I think Lacavius Daniel will be here. There's a kid named Jalen Parker who's committed to NC State. Um, and the defensive coordinator just got fired there. So, uh I think he's a kid that they could jump in on and, and try to get on a visit next weekend. So next weekend will be a busy weekend. This weekend, all the focus is on Marcus Dumerville and, uh, you know, just to see if they can do if they can if they can uh, land a, a big one at, uh, at this point in time. Um, you know, that could change how things look. You don't turn a Marcus Dumerville down. No. And then if yeah. Thomas Schrader flips and says, hey, I want to come, then they'd have a they'd have a decision to make. You know, there's a lot of offensive linemen out there that they already have. But that is a big need. And with Makai probably going to the NFL, it would be nice to have uh, one of those guys um, to, to help fill that void. So uh, that's a, a, that was a lot of football, Michael. Yeah, it was, you know, and again, you really have to, you know, not forget, you know, this is all coming after a two and ten season. You know what they've done on the field. We've talked about that, getting them to a bowl. What a great turnaround that is. Uh, you know, but on the on the recruiting trail as well, how much they're building excitement for kids. They're just starting to build these relationships with. So uh, and we'll certainly have it all covered out there. And before we do switch to uh, to basketball, certainly need to, to mention the coach of the year award. Scott Satterfield picking that up from the ACC didn't. I don't think surprised yourself or, or myself, Jody, uh, but certainly well. No, I voted for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, first year in the league, you know, back-to-back coach of the year honors, won the Sun Belt coach of the year last year, steps into the ACC, first year in the Power Five League, and does the same, you know, it obviously just speaks testaments to the things we've been speaking about the last few minutes. Yeah, it really does, and and, and, and he said it best yesterday, it, it's, a, it's really a staff award. Uh, I mean, he yeah. put together a staff, and I'm not just talking about the assistant coaches, but I don't think people realize, and at some point, I'm going to do a story on these guys. Uh, I don't think people realize how important that the quality control guys on this staff are. Um, you know, mm-hmm. guys like Pete Thomas and Nick Cardwell, guys uh, like uh, Carl Masowski. I mean, those those guys are always there 
they're always working. They're always doing what they need to do and, and getting things done. And, and they're always by the side of the one guy that they, you know, I mean, Pete yeah. Thomas, when you see Dwayne Ledford, you see Pete Thomas. They're learning, yeah. they're soaking up, and they're and they're helping out. This is a staff award. And I'll be quite honest, I, I have a lot of friends that have coached at the University of Louisville in the past, some very close friends. Um, I'd have a hard time looking at any of my friends and telling them that this staff isn't the best that I've seen at Louisville as a whole. Um, and I just think Scott did a great job of putting it together. Yeah, you know, and certainly when you're really close friends as they are with just about everybody on this staff, you know, even down to to the quality control guys, that's going to play a role. And you could see that in the really cool, you know, and we've shared it on Cardinal Authority, the, you know, the congratulations video that the staff put together and I tweeted out. It was really, really cool. So obviously with all that, a lot of excitement to moving forward with football. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Before we do get to basketball, I want to remind uh, our listeners, you can go out to Apple Podcasts. If you can, you can listen to us there. Make sure you give us a five-star rating. Give us a like, follow on your on your other favorite podcast outlets. Just make sure you go and you, you search for Cardcast, Cardscast and pull us up and, and give us that favorable rating. We appreciate it. Again, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all your other favorite podcast outlets. But, Jody, what about this basketball team? I mean, you, you, we, we talk about the changing culture in football. The same thing's happening with basketball. And I think from a standpoint of this team beginning to really believe what they can accomplish, I think we just saw happen. And we, we watched as this season has started, a team that has looked dominant until a couple minutes where whoever the opponent is is able to, to come back uh, and kind of give them a bit of a scare. Well, you know, the Western Kentucky game and certainly in the Michigan game, we've saw the opponents make those runs. And it, really, for the first time since Chris Mack's been here, they took those runs and just punched the opponent right back in the mouth and made an even bigger run themselves to, to respond to it. And, and listening to the guys after that mission game, it seems like, you know, that light bulb of confidence all of a sudden just went off. And they're like, wow, we can, we can do what we want to accomplish if we listen to coach and we play some defense and run through what we're supposed to be doing. The sky's the limit for this team. And, you know, and to me, I do. I think these last two games that – that really important light bulb went off for him. Yeah, and and look, I'm gonna you're, I'm gonna sound like Coach Mike here, and I guess I've been <laughs> listening to him too much, but it's it's December, you know. I mean, we're a couple of weeks from Christmas, yeah, yeah. so I don't want them I, I don't want them being at their best, and I don't think they've been at their best, and I don't think no, they're even close either, yeah. to what they can be at their best, because quite honestly, I don't think the coaching staff right now um, has a good feel for what is the best rotation. I think we'll see that change between now and the Kentucky game on December 28th. I want to see a ton of improvement. I want to see improvement tonight. And I think we will. 
Tonight's a tough test. Tonight, I wouldn't call it a trap game. I hate that kind of because you, you, every game you go out there, you lace them up and play. I'm not yeah. sure there's really a trap game. Tonight's just a tough game. Jeff Cable's done a fabulous job. He's a great guy. He's a really good coach. Uh, he has done a great job with this program in a short period of time uh, at Pittsburgh. So tonight is a tough, tough matchup for Louisville. Now, it's going to be 9 o'clock in the Yum Center. They're having happy hour at 7.30. People are going to be <laughs> sauced. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so much fun uh, yeah. tonight uh, in the Yum Center. So so, so I, I feel good about it, and I feel good that this team is going to – I think this team is one of the five best teams in the country, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I think there are five or six teams out there that by the end of the year are going to be clearly the best teams in the country. Louisville's one of them as long as things keep to be, uh, keep progressing. But I do want to see them uh, – I want to see them continue the defensive intensity. So, But I think the thing that gets lost with this team, Michael, is that they can score from every different level. They can yep. score inside. They can score in the mid-range. And we really haven't even seen David Johnson come kind of through yet. He's got that mid-range game as well, along with Jordan and Samuel and, and Dwayne Sutton. So they can score in the mid-range. And they're so good outside when Ryan is hitting and when other guys – can shoot the ball uh, like they have been, that's difficult to defend because you can take one thing away, yeah. but you still got those other two levels. And that's what makes this team so good. Yeah. You know, and there, there's kind of this, you know, storyline that, that's floating around in the national media right now about this college basketball season as early as it even is that there's no dominant team or dominant teams this year. And, and I kind of, I, I, I lean more towards what you were just saying, you know, one, it's still quite early, you know, and two, the the early polls are always just kind of you know makeup for more or less. You know, but as these these first few weeks you know start to play out, those teams start to rise to the surface. And I do think we're going to see you know a, a couple. Uh, you mentioned maybe five. You know, I think that's probably about right. The teams that do start to rise to the surface, I think Louisville has a great opportunity because of the many weapons that they do have to be one of those five. You know, to to as they are currently number one. You know, maybe they fall from that ranking. I think they've got the ability to, to climb back into that ranking as the season progresses. Certainly have a, a difficult uh, schedule to, to face, but I do think Louisville will be one of those dominant teams as the season pro- progresses. And and we're seeing it, you know, especially in that Michigan game. I mean, the defensive effort that we saw, you know, I just keep thinking of when Jordan Moore went up straight and got that block shot and, and the spark that that created. You start to get that kind of defensive effort. And I know it's it's probably fantasy to think you can get that every night out. Uh, but now that they've seen that they can do it, um, you know, as Coach Max said yesterday during his press conference, just keep panning it into their minds, keep showing them that, look, this is what you guys can do. You're going to see it more often. And I think you you couple that defensive effort with the offensive prowess that you were mentioning. And I think you have a team that they can sit at number one off and on throughout the season. Yeah. And look, they're not going to go undefeated. They're not going to win every no. game. I do think that they benefit a little bit, too, again, and we talked about this before, right? But for one of the first podcasts we did, I think they benefit from their ACC schedule not being as difficult as it's been in the past. They got a good a good draw on the double teams that they've got to play, true, and true. they also got a good draw on, on teams that they play at home versus away. Yeah, it's going to be tough at Duke. There's no question about it. But they got it. They they got a, a favorable schedule. If there is such a thing in a twenty league schedule, uh, they got a little bit of a favorable one. All right, real quick, Michael. T- tonight's gonna be fun. Uh, before we uh, let you go, though, uh, Jalen Terry is still kind of a guy in the mix. Uh, you know, Louisville has signed three. Don't worry about Jay Scrub. Everybody's talking about that. Um, he was late getting back from Thanksgiving uh, at home, and he was with his he was with his dad, and he was late getting back and. 
They just decided to suspend him for a couple of games or sit him down for a couple of games. It's not really even a suspension from what I'm told, um, but he, he's fine. All's good. And uh, uh, he's averaging like 24 points a game. And uh, he hadn't shot the ball well this year, um, but uh, but he'll be fine. Uh, uh, DeAndre Davis opened with a huge game, a double-double for Lawrence Central. Uh, and, uh, and J.J. Trainer with 14 points and 14 rebounds and four blocks in his opener. Uh, against Marion County. They play at Trinity on December 13th. So next weekend, uh, they play at Trinity the night before Louisville plays Eastern Kentucky. So next Friday night, uh, a good a good high school game to go out and see uh, J.J. Trainer. But uh, Jalen Terry making a visit this weekend to Oregon, as we expected. We said it would happen. We thought it would happen. Uh, it is happening just a little bit later than what we thought would happen. Uh, I mean, he could make a decision right after this uh uh, right after this visit, or he could let it drag out a little bit. Uh, I still feel like Louisville's in a very good position to get uh, Jalen Terry, uh, who's the point guard out of Michigan, and he is uh, a guy that they really want. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out in the next couple weeks. All right. Well, cool. Again, jam-packed. We probably, you know, Jody, sometimes I think we ramble a little bit too much, but it's all good, and, and, and I don't think we've gotten any complaints on it so far. But it's uh, been another great podcast, and we'll do it again. As you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we'll do one on Sunday uh, to kind of wrap up the, the bowl announcement and, and with comments and commentary on that as well. And, of course, we'll be back next week and potentially, whenever there's a commitment, look for those as well. But this has been the, uh, the latest Cards Cast with Michael McCammon and Jody Demlin. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right. 